there. I'm Gloria Felt, and I am so glad you're here for the Take the Lead Women podcast, episode 023, with inspiring stories and powerful tools and tips to help you lead and succeed. And oh boy, do I ever have a great topic for you today, something I have been feeling very passionate about lately. Hashtag, don't mess with me. Nancy, Bella, Gabrielle, Tarana, Melinda, Obi, and other women's lessons in the power of your voice. Before we dive into today's podcast, here is your power quote. You have a voice. Don't be afraid to use it. That is philanthropist Melinda Gates. Okay, and because this is the last episode of this season, I'm going to give you a second quote just because I love great quotes and maybe you do too. This one from the first female member of Congress from New York, the late Bella Abzug who said, women have been trained to speak softly and carry a lipstick. Those days are over. Both of these women feature in this podcast, along with a number of other bold-faced names you know. I was at a dinner recently seated by a man I would say probably in his late 30s, though, to be honest, I can't tell age very well. But he was definitely considerably younger than me. And when we started talking about my background and the work that I do for gender parity at Take the Lead, he became defensive right away, as though he thought, uh, no, actually, he as much as said that women are taking things too far right now. And that is threatening to men, as though men feeling threatened is a justification for women to keep quiet. We had a conversation about how I teach women there isn't a finite pie of power. It's an infinite resource. And just because one person's rights are expanded doesn't mean anyone else's are lessened. In fact, just the opposite. The more rights there are, the more there are for everybody. The man visibly relaxed. It seemed like he could suddenly feel less threatened by what I was saying. But the conversation led me to think about that point at which women will say, well, I'm just no longer going to hold back on my needs and wants just to make a man feel comfortable, as we have been socialized to do. Now, what does this have to do with Nancy, Tarana, Melinda, and the rest of the women I named above after the hashtag, don't mess with me? Well, I think we all have that moment when we say enough already. For example, like so many women of her generation, especially those first to hold powerful leadership roles, Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives Nancy Pelosi displays a measured affect, even under the most challenging situations. Despite being perpetually in one political cauldron or another, She wears an elegant mask of a woman who learned long ago how to avoid being disregarded as too emotional, too angry, or even the slightest bit out of control. That made it all the more delicious when she clapped back smartly at an obnoxious mansplaining reporter with my new favorite hashtag. Yeah, you guessed it. Hashtag don't mess with me. The power of a woman's voice, once ignited, is not to be underestimated, but it's only powerful if it is used. I thought about that when I saw Bella Bella, a one-person show about the late congresswoman and all-purpose rebel rouser Bella Abzug. Talk about lessons in the power of your voice. 
You know, it wasn't just ironic that Bella was played by the raspy-voiced Harvey Fierstein. Bella had the audacity to speak up in what was then an almost exclusively a man's rough-and-tumble world of politics. The first female member of Congress from New York. Yeah, she really used her bullhorn voice and matching personality to vanquish all kinds of injustices. You can read about them in Suzanne Levine and Mary Tom's book, Bella, How One Tough Broad from the Bronx Fought Jim Crow and Joe McCarthy, Pissed Off Jimmy Carter, Fought for the Rights of Women and Workers, rallied against war and for the planet, and shook up politics along the way. Maybe one of the all-time greatest book titles. Not sure. Anyway, Bellowing Bella, they called her. Her strategy of being preemptively loud and go to hell if you don't like it was the exact opposite of Pelosi's. Then I found out quickly upon meeting Bella in her later years, long after she held no official position, that most people still didn't mess with her. Let's face it. Whichever way women choose to deal with that double-edged sword, they will be mocked, baited, dismissed by a world conditioned to hear men's voices, and you can read that white men, as the authorities. You know, because, yeah, men can keep their emotions in check, like Brett Kavanaugh did compared to Christine Blasey Ford, right? Too often women's voices have been silenced by abuse. It has taken courageous women like Tarana Burke and Christine Blasey Ford. But Tarana, in particular, founder of the Me Too movement, she gave voice to the outrage of sexual violence and harassment that was too often kept quiet out of shame or lack of self-worth or fear of retaliation. Without Burke, there would have been no Blasey Ford. And Harvey Weinstein would still be a media mogul, collecting approbation and Oscars rather than revulsion and probably some jail time. And sometimes women have been silenced by their own complicity with the social norms of the day. Like Dorothy Seymour Mills, who did the lion's share of research in writing the definitive history of baseball, but her husband claimed authorship, barely tossing her a wet noodle of thanks in the acknowledgments. Mills approached me with her story a decade ago and after his death, when she finally summoned her voice to demand her due recognition. Her recent obituary when she died at age 91 revealed how she only gradually gained the strength to speak up for herself because silence had been culturally bred into her. I was privileged to be in the auditorium at the United Nations Fourth World Conference on Women in 1995 when Hillary Clinton read this poem to break the silence. It had been given to her by a young woman from Delhi, just before Clinton delivered her iconic declaration, women's rights are human rights, and human rights are women's rights. Here's the poem. Too many women in too many countries speak the same language of silence. My grandmother was always silent, always agreed. Only her husband had the positive right, or so it was said, to speak and to be heard. They say it is different now. After all, I am always vocal and my grandmother thinks I talk too much. But sometimes I wonder, when a woman gives her love as most do generously, it is accepted. When a woman shares her thoughts as some women do graciously, it is allowed. When a woman fights for power as all women would like to do, quietly or loudly, it is questioned. And yet, there must be freedom if we are to speak. And yes, there must be power if we are to be heard. 
And when we have both freedom and power, let us not be misunderstood. We seek only to give words to those who cannot speak. Too many women in too many countries. I seek only to forget my grandmother's silence. After she read the poem, Mrs. Clinton said, that is the kind of feeling that literally millions and millions of women feel every day. And you had to imagine she was speaking from experience. Honestly, I still get goosebumps. But it's a very long way from this poem's compelling message to full and equal human rights for women, let alone gender parity in leadership positions, power, and pay. Because these biases are all culturally learned, and that's exactly why they are also baked into our own thoughts and behaviors, it is hard, as writer Sally Kempton said, to fight an enemy who has outposts in your head. We might think we are choosing not to speak, but it isn't a true choice. Now, are you voiceless by choice? Gabrielle Union certainly isn't. In her excellent piece, Deconstructing Gabriel Union's Firing from America's Got Talent for being, quote, too difficult and her hairstyles, quote, too black, despite being the show's most popular judge, according to the entertainment paper of record variety, author Maisha Kai notes, Growing up, I was constantly told to shush. Whether I was right or wrong, happy or in distress, I was repeatedly reminded to lower my voice and take up less space even when being simultaneously assured that I could be anything I wanted to be and that my gifts were worth sharing in the world. This kind of self-realization is why so many women immediately came to Union's defense. We understand viscerally how she is judged more harshly than a man would be in similar circumstances. We need to listen to her voice and to the voices of other courageous women like Obi Ageli, known as Obi, Ezekiel Wisili, former World Bank Executive Director of Africa and co-convener of hashtag Bring Back Our Girls, who told women leaders at the International Women's Forum Global Conference in Stockholm that I attended in 2018, it is time for women to play big, be bold. We need to be strategic and choose big issues to work on. And most importantly, when you are as educated as the women in this room, she said, you are only voiceless by choice. That just, listen to that again. When you are as educated as the women in this room, you are only voiceless by choice, she said. So that brings me back to Melinda Gates, quote, you have a voice, don't be afraid to use it. And it's a world that I believe is flush with opportunity, despite persistent remnants of implicit bias, stereotype threat, and culturally learned barriers in our own minds, is this. No one can break that pattern of silence as assent but us. No one can set our hashtag don't mess with me boundaries but us. No one is likely to speak out against patterns of gender-based abuse and violence unless we start the conversation. So don't be afraid, or more properly, speak even when you are afraid. Choose power over fear and use the power of your voice to do one thing every day that says clearly to all the world, hashtag don't mess with me.
This is the last episode of the Take the Lead Women podcast with Gloria Felt for this decade. Woo! We will be back January 12th, 2020 with a brand new look and a brand new season. So get excited and stay subscribed. You will not want to miss a single episode. Meanwhile, Connect with us on social media. Find us on Facebook and LinkedIn at Take the Lead Women, Twitter and Instagram at Take Lead Women, all one word. And I'm at Gloria Felt everywhere. If you subscribe to our award-winning newsletter, you will always be the first to know about events and new programs and resources from Take the Lead. We have lots of surprises in store for you in 2020. Now, here are your three tips for using your voice effectively. Number one, it starts with you and how you value yourself. Spend a few minutes early in every day making notes about what skills, knowledge, and resources you bring to the conversations that you will be having that day. This will ground you in your own positive energy. You are your own power source, as a good friend of mine, Natalie Molino Nino, says. Number two, Then ask yourself to define what you want to have happen in those conversations, how you will set the framework and move the conversations along to the desired conclusion. In other words, be proactive, define the terms and set the agenda yourself. Don't wait for others to do it for you. Number three, take stock of who you should meet with before the meetings or conversations you're going to have. What are their needs or agendas? Have the meeting before the meeting to line up support for your desired outcome but be open to hearing alternatives that can make the outcome even better. And know your boundaries. Don't be afraid to say, hashtag don't mess with me if the situation calls for it. These tips will assure that you are respected and effective in your communications. They will help you take the lead from wherever you are in your life or work. I hope you find them helpful. Leave me a message on social media to let me know how you've used them and how they worked out for you. I'm at Gloria Felt. Thanks for listening to the Take the Lead Women podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with other women. It's a great way to reach out, reconnect, and build your network. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And please do us a huge favor. You'll be helping this show grow and helping women everywhere take the lead in their own lives if you will just take a minute to rate and review the podcast. We would really appreciate that. Also, we would love to connect with you on social media where you can tell us how you are taking the lead. Again, Facebook and LinkedIn. We're at Take the Lead Women, Twitter and Instagram at Take Lead Women, all one word. And I'm at Gloria Felt everywhere. And join me again right here at the Take the Lead Women podcast when we start our new season, January 12th, 2020 in the new decade. Till next time, power to you.